Hey, hi all. Welcome back to Sales Enablement by Sharpsil. This is Arun, co-founder of Sharpsil. We spoke about how a salesperson can really present what they have and what information they need. So the way we look at information that can be presented to the salesperson is not, you know, you can slice it and dice it in two, three ways. One is you can say, can I slice it as uh, what are the different products? What are the different benefits, feature advantage, benefits of my products, etc. You can look at how you're going to structure it as product process, etc. But the slicing and dicing that we think would fairly be effective is going to be in terms of how are you going to equip your salesperson with information across different stages of their sales cycle. So typical sales cycle would start off with, you know, you prospecting, you getting your leads, then you're nurturing your leads then you're getting your first meeting then how do you prepare before a meeting then what are you going to present during a meeting and how are you going to close the loop after the meeting and how are you going to close the deal then upsell cross sell so this is at a very broad level how a sales cycle looks like so if you uh, if we look at how we're going to really equip a salesperson the question should not be about should i give them information on product should i give them information on process the question should be how can i give them any kind of information that will help them prospect how can i give them information in a form that they can use that will help them stay in touch with their customers how can i give them information in a form that they can showcase during a meeting and they can highly personalize. So I'll give you a few examples. Let's say when you're looking at prospecting. So one of the most important parts that you would want to do is to get in touch with customers and to tell them that you exist. A lot of times, you know, people get references from inbound leads. People get, you know, references from your other customers. And a lot of times your sales reps go on a call, talk to your customers and hope to help them understand why you're calling. And typical call would be like, sir, this is Arun here. Uh, I would like to take two minutes of your time to talk about some of your banking needs. And more or not, the customer slams the phone down doesn't really want to talk at that point of time so and a lot of customers don't even pick up the phones from you know numbers that they do not recognize or they don't have stored in their phone so in that case the first question is to say how do you make your sales representative look like the expert before the first call or right after the first call let's say somebody picks up the phone is ready to engage with you and they say i'm going to give you a meeting let's meet up in three weeks so in that case what kind of information do you need to give your sales rep to kind of stay in touch with the customer and show that they're the expert and the prospective customer has made a very good choice in engaging with this specific sales rep. So that nudging of that information could be, you know, those nudges that go out could be information about your product, information about your company, information about, let's say, achievements of this specific sales rep. And all this has to be highly customizable to the customer's reality. And all this has to be highly personalized to the specific sales rep who's using this. Let's say if a customer wants to engage with you for banking products, then you'll have to talk about some of your banking products. If a customer wants to engage with you for, let's say, an insurance product, then you'll have to talk about something on why insurance is something that, you know, they should definitely take and how you are going to really help them. Same way when you talk about what happens, let's say the meeting happens. And, and like we discussed, the customer pours their heart out and expects you to give a solution using your products or services. So let's say uh, you walk into a customer's place and the customer pours their heart out and talks about what their issues are, what their problems are. So you'll, you know, the salesperson needs to be in a position to create a highly customized presentation, which reflects the customer's story and the reality. If somebody says, hey, I'm looking for uh, a new banking solution, then the pitch is going to be very, very different. Then when somebody says, you know, I already work with some of your competitors, and I'm looking at making a switch. So in that case, you're not really going to explain the basics of how your product works, but you're going to highlight the differences between your product and your competitor to get the customer in. So this way, it's it's not just about feeding information, but it's about giving them information in a way that they can actually use. And one more example, which kind of strikes out is a lot of companies talk about how a good sales pitch should be. And typically this starts with wishing the customer saying, hi, hello, you know, asking them a few leading questions understanding their need, then coming up with a proposal. 
in terms of what product you suggest to them and then handling objections. So this is a, a fairly standard process that uh, a lot of new sales reps are taught. But in reality, no customer really gives you the time to practice your complete sales pitch. So the moment you start with this, most customers would cut you short and say, okay, stop this. Just help me understand, you know, what are the two benefits of your product or tell me why you're calling me. So in, in those cases, you know, whatever has been taught in a classroom suddenly goes out of the window because the salesperson is not really able to understand how I can use what was taught to me uh, in reality because you know I'm not able to see a direct correlation. I've got very few instances where I've actually been able to apply whatever I've learned as is on the field. So what we realized is that your sales pitch is not really a one sales pitch, but it's actually about three, four different sales pitches. So typically you could talk about, let's say, what would be a three second pitch where you just talk uh, a few key points and say, sir, I think this gives you the best returns and that's why I wanted to you know, run this past you. Would you be interested? Or sir, this is our best selling product and 90% of our customers choose this. So I want to talk to you about this. Or it could be something where you just hook the customer, you engage with them and make them you know ask questions on what the product is or what the offering is and typically then you get to a 30 second pitch for example where you're able to elaborate a little bit more about some of your key points which typically about two three sentences and then you probably go to a three minute pitch where you are able to which is you know more often than not your standard pitch where you're able to explain the product features benefits and the advantages to the customer so the way we've seen successful sales enablement tools work is they don't force your salesperson to adopt a specific way of selling. So the best sales enablement tools are the ones which morph themselves into the selling process of your seller. Because with sellers, you know, we've seen that people are fairly impatient. People want to get results really fast. They're fairly aggressive folks. And as long as you can help them in their own way of selling, and as long as you can structure information in a way that they can come, come to it, use it in a sales conversation and step back, people are more, more than ready to come and use these platforms. But the moment you say, hey, I expect you to do things in a certain way and I'll have a tool which helps you do it a certain way, people more often than not drop the tool and go back to their own ways of working because it's much more easier for you to take something in your own way of selling, which you've already been practicing for quite a few years, then come back and adopt some other methodology which may or may not work for you. Because in front of the customer, the attitude is that, hey, I get only one chance. So for a salesperson, I, it matters more about if a sales enablement tool fits into their own way of selling rather than a tool that forces them to change their way of selling. And the moment you kind of blend into their way of selling and your tool can morph into their own way of selling, uh, the acceptance for the tool is really, really high because you know they don't have to change what they're doing and the tool is aiding them and propping them up in their eyes. While in case you're talking about a set pattern, you're talking about a specific way of selling, people usually try it out for one or two times and drop off because they have to change their way of selling. And with sellers, they always have this fear of losing you know, prospects because you get one chance at the prospect. And I would rather give my best tried and tested way of selling than try out something new, which might not really work. And when I try something new, I also don't have a lot of ways to understand what worked and what didn't work. Because unless you walk in with somebody else from your team, there's nobody to give you feedback. And the fear of unknown is something that people, you know, always want to stay away from. So the best sales enablement tools are the ones that morph themselves to the different ways of selling of different sellers. So this is it for today, folks, and I hope to catch you up soon in another session of sales enablement by Sharpsell. Thank you. Bye.